Today is Tuesday, September 18th, and I hereby welcome you to the Tuesday Morning Esports Talk. I'm DT and I'm the host of the show. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Today we will only have one major topic, of course, it's the Face It Major 2018, and we had the new Legend stage going on from Wednesday until uh, Sunday, and yeah, we will we have eight uh, new new and old legends now. We have uh, a lot of a lot to talk about in general, so I guess uh, there's no no real point in me dragging this intro out longer than it should be. So let's get right to it. And I guess, as always, we will kick off with the teams that have done the best. And in this case, I will start with Team Liquid because they are uh, on 6-0 stats for the entirety of the Face It Major uh, together with the main qualifier stage. And um, yeah, like I said, 6-0. They've gone 3-0 twice now um, with fairly fairly interesting competitions. not like they... They have been hand, handed uh, free wins all across the stage um, because they have been playing against a team like Hellraisers uh, in the main play main qualifier stage already, and now uh, in the legend stage or new legend stage they have played against NIP and Astralis uh, and against Windstrike. But yeah, I guess that's more of a free win than than the other teams are. And like I said, especially in the in the last game against Astralis, they uh, on Inferno, um, they went into overtime and they get, got the job done there. And from the looks of things, they they did a really good job in in preparing for this tournament. I actually talked about this last week that they uh, went into the player break or yeah went into the player break uh, thinking that they would not participate in any of the tournaments before the major between the player break and the major. So they uh, took a longer break than the other teams did from officials and uh, used this time to boot camp properly, to boot camp even more. And it's, uh, I actually talked about that last week. Like I said, um, they didn't really uh, lack competition there. They said they played like 40 maps or something. Um, I hope I remember this correctly. Uh, like I said, I, if, if I don't, then maybe if you listen to last week's episode, then you know what I would actually, would actually have to say at this point. Um, yeah, and the fact the fact that they beat Astralis, okay, it's one best of one, okay, it's overtime, but um, the fact that they were able to hang with them and not only hang with them, but in the end uh, make sure that they, yeah, got the got the job done and got the win, uh, got the W uh, in the win column, uh, is a good sign for them. And I think that uh, looking into the into the seeding that has happened now for the quarterfinal, um, they're in a good spot. Although, of course, the next map, if they are to move on from a Hellraiser's matchup uh, into the winner of Astralis and Face, of course, this will not be an easy task, but I think they're up to the challenge. And um, it's it's in, it's quite hard, I think, to, to rank these teams properly in, in sort of like a um, power ranking situation. Because if you look at the odd, odd makers at the... Um, at, uh, yeah at i don't know Bedway or something then uh, or I, I just have the the odds from uh, bet 365 right in front of me um they have astralis as the favorite for the tournament and then they have team liquid quite quite close uh, with them and <clears throat> i th- i think that uh, I, I personally would struggle um with 
with coming up with a with a ranking like that. Um, you have Australis, of course, being the best team in the world. There's there's no question about that. Um, but when you look at the last two weeks, and of course Australis played in the play, played in the um, new qualifier stage as well as Team Liquid did. Um, I I like I said I would struggle with with ranking these teams uh, these teams right now. Of course, the next games are only going to be best of three, so there's no best of one anymore, and uh, this changes things dramatically in my opinion because um, the skill that a team needs to possess to be good at the best of one is a whole another level from, or it's not really another level, but it's it's another skill entirely. So it's it's. It's a it's a difference. It's not really the, the other the one thing isn't really better than the other one. So, I I wouldn't agree with the take that a best of a team needs to be better and needs to be better generally to be better in best of threes than in best of ones. I think that <clears throat> um, I actually read read a discussion about that on Reddit a few minutes ago, where someone asked why isn't the final in best best of five in the major final because of um, prestige and something like that. And I actually, it actually made me think because I think that there's a, there's a huge difference in in these format changes. So um, I think that there's a difference in the skill level uh, or the skill the skills that you that, that you need to have in order to win best of threes in comparison to best of fives and best of ones actually. So you need there's it's it's just a, I don't know how to explain this. If if you have to play five maps and you have to you have to you have to know or let me let me just explain it in a different way if you are if you are supposed to be good in a best of 5 or in a best of 3 for the whole tournament and then in the final there's a best of 5 there's not really the there won't be the two not necessarily the two best teams for this best of 5 final in the final so that's actually the same with best of 1s and best of 3s when you have a best of 1 um in the in the earlier stages of the tournament which is maybe sometimes not uh, really a discussion because it has to be a best of one of due to time reasons and stuff like that or format uh, reasons I don't know. But if if you are if you are the best team in the best of one scenario, you aren't necessarily the best team in the best of three scenario. Which doesn't mean that the team that is better in the best of three scenario is the best team, uh, or is the better team than the team that is the best team in the best of one scenario. But it's all in different circumstances. So. It could obviously be the case that Team Liquid, who hadn't had, a, had hadn't had to play a best of three for a few weeks now, obviously because they went uh, three, went through um, being three zero twice, so there's no way they would have had to play a best of three. Um, and Astralis um, didn't have to do that either uh, in this case, but um, we we know we know them to be to to be maybe. Um, we know them to be better in this in this case, I guess. So it's similar similarly with complexity, of course. Complexity now, I, I actually um, I actually wanted to talk about them uh, later. So I guess I, I just I just add that to to the discussion now. Um, complexity is of course a team that has qualified through the um, similarly to Team Liquid uh, through through the two stages now. They've gone through both uh, the new legend the, the main qualifier stage and the new legend stage, and for them, it's a similar way, and for them, it's even even a bigger problem in in in, in quotation marks, I guess, because they haven't had to play a best of three, and they now went uh, through 
in a similar fashion like Team Liquid did. Um, yeah, almost. They lost to Astralis, of course, in the first uh, main qualifier uh, game, but then afterwards they won six six straight, and they didn't have to play best of three to, uh, as well. And they, yeah, I guess when you look at the maps that they played, um, until the last two matches now in the in the in the new Legend stage, they only played Inferno. Then they played Cash against G2. Then they played Nuke against Big, obviously, but. When you look at that, and when you know them to be a team that maybe doesn't have to, that doesn't have the real um, experience on the stage like this in best of threes on the big stage, um, then you, I guess, you kind of get to questioning yourself or guess questioning the performance of the team when you look at the best of threes that are coming up. I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you look at when you look at the at the at the performance that they had that they have done until now. Um, you can't really translate that with 100% certainty to the next stage when there's a whole different format of, of playing. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see how this how this translates. Um, for now, I guess I, I can uh, combine Team Liquid and, and Complexity together now. Um, it's NA teams on the rise, so uh, the two teams have uh, gone... Through the, leg- uh, through the new legend stage with a 3-0 score, um, with 3-0 stats, and <clears throat> it's especially for complexity. I think it's a it's a real surprising um, surprising feat that they have been able to do so. But and I guess that's uh, that introduces my introduces the next topic before I get to the other teams, and I will do that in a in a, in a different piece um, after the bongo drums, I guess. So. Uh, yeah, when you look at the way that when you look at the path that they had to had to take uh, in order to do that, um, and you compare this to the other paths paths of, paths of other teams um, that have played in the new legend stage, then you you get to thinking of uh, maybe um, the perfect f- format for legend uh, for a stage like this and for a major like this, and uh, there have been a lot of discussions, and I guess I will add my two cents about that in the next segment. As I said, I guess the next topic, which doesn't really make sense in a in a recapping the team's performances point of view, and then going uh, straight into the into the major format uh, stuff. But now that I have actually talked about this right now, when with complexity together, um, and and maybe uh, maybe this this counts less for Team Liquid, especially because we know them to be the team that they are. Um, obviously, being one of the best teams in the world, um, you don't really equate that to equate their performance to to the fact that they had may have had an easy an easier path than the other teams might have which of course they yeah well they did sort of you can't really say that when they beat Astralis and they beat NIP before that but uh yeah in the new legends uh, in the main qualifier stage of course they played against Optic and they destroyed them then of course they played against Hellraisers who are now one of the legend stage uh, in the legend stage in the new legend no in the in the playoff stage themselves so you can't really equate this win to having an easy schedule. Um, but then, of course, they went, played against Vega. They played against Windstrike. Oh, oh, of course, Vega Squadron played well. I, I actually talked about them last week as well. And they did a really good job in that best of one on uh, Cage against uh, against Team Liquid. But, yeah, like I said, you don't you can't really equate that too much to Team Liquid to, when it comes to Team Liquid. But to complexity, it maybe makes a li- little bit more sense to say that that they uh, may have had an easier path to uh, to the 
playoff stage now. And this is actually a thing that, that has come up, like I already mentioned a minute ago, um, quite often uh, when, it came, when it now comes to, to the major and to major, major stage and, and the different stages and seeding and, I don't know, all of this format stuff. And, um, yeah, I think that you will always have problems. General, generally speaking, you will always have problems with format stuff. You, I, I don't really know any... I can't say any, but I know a lot of uh, a lot of formats or um, yeah seeding purposes stuff like that where you where you get uh, discussion out of it, and I think that this is kind of the nature of this of the game, right? When you have sports, especially when you have sports, I guess um, you have you have always have uh, to have to have these these discussion points and. Um, one one fan base of one team or diff or different teams, um, different fan bases will always, uh, uh, yeah, make sure to have them to have themselves heard and um, make sure that they will um, be vocal about it. That they feel that their team uh, had a had a had a tougher shake um, than other teams might have had, and this is perfectly fine. And I I get that I get that, but. Um, I think when it comes to the major now, then I then I think that this is this is especially prevalent because of the fact that the that the format and the way the teams are chosen and everything everything surrounding that um, is a huge problem for the competitive nature of the major. It's it's supposed to be like this this you know it's kind of like a world championship to so to say. It's uh, it's backed by Valve by the um, by the by the company behind the game, it's twice a year, so it, it it has a million dollar price pool. So it has kind of like this this uh, it's it's supposed to be the the, the most important tournament um, of the of the six months in which it, it takes place or in the in the in this in this uh, time frame. And when you have it's sort of sort of like a world championship in in football, also in soccer for the, for the American listeners, if there are any. Um, I actually don't have this, these stats. Um, yeah, if if you are, you can maybe drop me a drop me a DM or a comment on the, on on some uh, Instagram uh, Instagram post or I don't know, send me uh, write me via Twitter. Um, that would actually quite interest me. Um, if you, if you would if you would do that or send me a DM, I guess a DM in, in Instagram is the best way. Um, where was I? Let me just quickly regather re my thoughts. Yeah, um, when when you have a world championship, so um, in, in in football, I, I just call it football because it's native to me. Um, you don't as you necessarily when you have a world championship, you have the best teams uh, from the different regions, and you don't necessarily have the best teams in the world. And I think that um, and uh, this this makes sense in 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 that kind of way because. When you look at the major and when you look at the teams from Europe that aren't here or aren't there now in London, and you have the teams from other regions that are there, when you think about it, um, when you think about the fact that, I don't know, what's a good example? Um, there, are, Of course, when you talk about Windstrike, and you, there's been a lot of talk about Windstrike, um, and I actually will talk about that when I come, come to Fnatic, I guess, um, but... When you have a team like Windstrike there, and you 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 think about the teams from Europe that aren't there now, um, you come to think of the fact that well, okay, why 
don't we replace them by another team? It doesn't have to be from Europe. It can also be from America, I guess. Or when you talk about NRG, maybe they would be better than Windstrike or many other teams from many other regions, I guess, also from the CIS region. There would be a team maybe like Avanga who would, who would be better than, than Windstrike. But um, you, when you talk, like I said, when you talk about world championships or when you talk about the major in that, in that case, you would actually want to have a good representation of all the teams from all the, the regions when it's supposed to be seen as a world championship. So this is, this is, the, this is the first point. But this actually goes more into the, to the qualifying aspect of, of the major, which is, um, of course, something that is, that is also often to be talked about. But um, I guess I can understand that when you are a Legends team, when you went to the top eight of the... Um, of the last tournament, then Valve wants this to be rewarded. I don't know why they would want that in that particular case or in, 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 in any case actually, but I can understand that if you want to do that, then you have to have this, then there's, there is this problem, of course, that you have a team that had a great performance um, of some factors that might be more important than others uh, in, the, in, the, in the earlier tournament. And then you want to reward that performance by giving, giving them the opportunity to come back. And when you have a team like Windstrike, who played like, I don't know, three officials in six months, I guess it's a bit more, but uh, stick with me here, um, then you, ha you have the problem that when you, when, you, when you give them this spot and you invite them back, many people are going to be upset about this because they now, like I said, the different fan bases from different teams that aren't there are going to be mad about this because they think that their team should be there instead of this team and for these fans it makes sense and I think for the for the competitive nature of the tournament it makes sense as well um, but similarly to the fo to the football analogy that I made with the World Cup um, I think the European Championship is almost is most of all most of the time more competitive than a World Championship is so and I, I think that this this takes nothing away from the major Major still stays. Uh, I don't think that the biggest tournament of the uh, of the circuit has to be the most competitive one. It's it's it would it ideally would be the case, of course, if you are a purist, and I can totally understand that point. But in the other in the other cases, you would want these teams that are not necessarily the best teams in the world still be represented there. Like okay, Tyloo is maybe a bad example now, but like I said, Windstrike from the CIS region, or I don't know. Um, when you go through the through the main um, main uh, main qualifier stage, I don't know teams like t teams that are that are not necessarily a part of this uh, usually, but uh, should be maybe more often, or would be would be nice to see them more often in this in these uh, in these situations. I don't know spirits or a, a team like MVP or um, teams that get a more excitement from the region. Because of the fact that these teams are at the most important tournament of the year, or of, of uh, two of the most important tournaments of the year, when they are part of that, then maybe it's it's the case that the the scene behind that, the country behind that, will actually get more interested into the into the scene, into Counter Strike, and this is maybe the the, the case that uh, that Valve is actually aiming for something like this, and it's not like. The real best teams of the in the world aren't going to be the ones that actually gamble um, 
and gamble over the winning, uh, the, the the overall winning of the tournament itself. So it's not like these teams take anything away from from in this aspect. But of course, the the most it won't be the most competitive tournament of the, in the world. There are other tournaments that would actually um, qualify for that for that title um, properly. I don't know. There's a, like I said, some other some other tournaments are maybe uh, yeah more qualified to be called that most competitive tournaments uh, in the in the scene. Now, second of all, I think that the the thing that is actually more important in that aspect, and I think that is a, that is the fact that most people are actually uh, concerning themselves with, is the seeding of the tournament, and uh, or maybe even the the yeah the format of the tournament. So. Swiss Swiss style, of course, is uh, controversial. Many people like it, many people don't. Um, best of ones instead of best of threes in that case are also, of course, um, something that can be debated. And um, but I, I actually think that Lurpis, um, the, the the CSGO GM from Immortals or from yeah Made, Made in Brazil, um, has actually said said something or written something on Twitter yesterday that, that I think is most most interesting and I, and I actually agree with that um, that he and he said that seeding is by far the bigger issue um, than I don't know stuff like uh, changing something into double elimination or uh, GSL groups or best of one best of three this discussion I think that and I agree with him here uh, he said that like I said seeding is by far the bigger issue with good seeding uh, teams have the chance to take care of business with poor seeding um, see Astralis versus Navi opener or Astralis versus Phase in round of eight. There's no mathematical possibility where both favorites win, and I don't really have that big of a problem with Astralis versus Phase round of one. I can uh, round of eight. I can actually understand why he's why he's why he's um, mentioning that here, but I think Astralis versus Navi is by far the bigger problem, and they th this is something that is really uh, key to the point. Um, like I said, when you see that um, complexity. Played against Fnatic, G2, and Big, and both Fnatic and G2 went out of the legend stage, which doesn't necessarily mean that they are bad teams. But you have these two teams, and then you have Big, who they beat as well, of course. But then you have a team like Navi, who played Astralis, Phase, NIP, and Fnatic to make it through to the to the next stage. Um, or I don't know. There, there might be there might be even better examples like this, but uh, I don't really have them handy right now. Um, then there's a problem. The, there's a problem for the teams to um, to to. There's there there won't be necessarily the best teams of the of the major won't progress to the next stage, which is which is then even a problem because of the fact that there that it isn't even the most competitive. Uh, tournament in, in in the year, and you have such a such a big weight on the tournament, and then there's there's a seeding uh, seeding stuff and format stuff that doesn't promote the best teams to advance because of randomness or uh, format problems that lead to the fact that you don't have you you have these you have Astralis versus Navi like I said in the opener, and you have I I think there was. Uh, a uh, Windstrike versus Cloud9, no, no. Um, Vega Squadron versus Cloud9 in the first round as well. And when you have these discrepancies between opening matches, then this is a huge problem because, like, like, to, like uh, Lopez also also mentioned here, um, 
there's there's no mathematical possibility that where both favorites win or when the where the favorite teams um even make it through because of the fact that they have these problems you have you have navi getting getting astralis in the first round and then of course one of these teams has to lose and then you have a team like windstrike who has uh, 1-0 you have um cloud9 who is 1-0 uh, 0-1 of course excuse me windstrike is 0-1 uh, cloud9 is 0-1 um i think i don't know hellraisers uh, was actually uh, also uh, zero one. Um, other teams like that. I, I hope I'm, I'm not screwing up here. Um, but then you also have Face, who is zero and one. And because of the fact that this is the, this is the first and the second round, where this uh, highly praised Buchholz uh, system doesn't even doesn't properly work because you can't really. Th there's also there's there's going to be randomness in there because you don't really have um, a high uh, yeah high uh, uh, game mass to to actually then make sure that the best teams play the best uh, play the worst teams and the worst teams play the best teams, um, and there's there's a little bit of fairness in that. Like I said, then it comes to the fact that Navi plays uh, Faceland, and then of course Navi wins. But uh, Navi could have also lost against Faceland. Like Faceland, they would have been then uh, uh, 0 and 2, and of course Face is Face lost too big, so it's kind of like their problem. But if you play against Australis and you play against Face, and you can, you can most like there's a most likely chance that you lose both of these teams, no matter who you are. In that in that case, uh, usually in, in usual form with usual teams and usual strength, there's there's probably a good chance that you lose both of these matches, and then you are at 0 and 2, and you have to fight through the next three games uh, to make it even make it to the legend stage, and you have a bad seeding because you actually lost two, two, two games and then you have a problem with uh, seeding in the quarterfinals and stuff like that and this is this is a huge problem when you when you then look at the progression of the of the tournament i think this this is definitely something that uh, valve should, should should fix for the future the only problem is of course how do they do that how do they do they fix that i think for us in the community it's it's it kind of makes sense for them to make to use the um, hltv rankings and then say, okay, we have these teams attending now. They don't even have to change anything else. Don't even have to have to go. Okay, we have to change the minor uh, minor qualification side, and not not that many teams can can advance from the legend stage to I don't know playoffs and stuff like that, and from playoffs to legend stage and to main qualifier stage and stuff like that. They don't even they in the first step they shouldn't even have to change anything any of that. They should only look at the teams that are there. Then they look at the last six months or I don't know last three months. Um, take the HLTV rankings or come up with other rankings um, that, that rank the tournaments together and um, then say, okay, we have these teams that are attending. If we would rank them, only them and the others, we wouldn't, we wouldn't rank the others, we would only rank them. We would come up with this seeding and then we use this seeding in order to, to get the teams together, pair them together like that. Then that would actually help a lot, I think, uh, for the quality and for the for the sensibility of the tournament and for the competitive nature, um, which I actually talked about a few minutes ago, um, this is something that that would have would have helped a lot in this tournament, and I think it would be beneficial for the integrity and for everything else about the major, uh, for the for the interest levels um, that would actually provide the best teams to advance, um, yeah, through throughout the whole stages in, the, in that case, and I think. Uh, I've talked about that enough here, so 
um, yeah, this is a, this is actually my take on that, and um, I think that in the first, like, uh, to just recap for last for last time, I think that the seeding is is really the most important thing. Like like I said, Lopez uh, wrote on Twitter yesterday and has actually been saying a lot in the last few uh, days and weeks, and other people have also said that. Of course, I just uh, took that because I saw that um, yesterday, and I actually um, agree with that a lot. So. Yeah, the seeding should be the most important thing going forward for for Valve to fix uh, in order to make maybe even IEM Katowice already um, a more competitive tournament. One more major topic in this podcast that I would actually want to talk about is um, the performance of FaceClan, and um, I've actually written an article about the the problems that I see with FaceClan. I think two weeks ago. I hope I'm not wrong about this. I. I actually know that I saw I say that a lot that I hope I'm not wrong, wrong about stuff, but I really hope that I'm not, not wrong about stuff. Um, yeah, it's two weeks ago um, because I actually talked about that uh, in the podcast two weeks ago as well. And um, yeah, uh, the problems that they had and the, the, the fact that they need to make changes uh, not to their roster but to their approach. That was the title of the um, of the of the article on Medium. And actually, I actually hope to remember to link that. Um, in the show notes, uh, if you hadn't, uh, if you haven't read that, um, yeah. And now they had the performance that they had. Of course, they only joined us uh, in the new legend stage. They haven't played the main qualifier stage. But um, I actually talked about that before. Now they lost against uh, Big Clan in the first game on Dust Two, where I was pretty mad about this because I, I had money on Face Clan. Uh, in that case, uh, I will actually, uh, I will actually admit that right here. Uh, right now, I actually, um, I thought that they would come out swing. Um, they they wouldn't want to want to uh, make the mistakes that they had made before. And yeah, well, I got burned pretty badly by that. Um, I have to say. Then afterwards, of course, they got Navi, and you can always lose to Navi. Navi would have also been it would have been okay for them to have lost against Face. Um, things like that happen, and uh, that's that's the way it is. Sometimes you can't really win any game, every game, especially when you face a team like like Navi in that case. Um, they're a good team, and of course they are. They're second best team in the world um, right now. And yes, they. Uh, this is this is the team that they had been uh, had been uh, drawn to, um, lost against them. <clears throat> and now, after the fact, we actually know, and some people actually uh, said that during the during the fact uh, as well, is that uh, when they played against Mouse Sports afterwards. Um, to yeah, to fight elimination in that case, uh, to fight O3 elimination, which would have sent uh, them through the minor uh, again, which now is a problem for our sports, of course. Um, they changed the in-game leading aspect of the game, so Nico um, then became the in-game leader, and they, he has been for the next now yeah for for the game against Mouth, the game against Tailu, and of course the best of three against uh, G2, and yeah, moving on from that, they were way better so they they changed something up again they improved by that a lot again so this is kind of like a kind of like i don't know i i actually like i said two two weeks ago i actually talked about that and actually have written about that um that i think that they have a problem with the with the mental aspect of the game and that they uh, in a nutshell have the problem to be to be a favorite and when they are a favorite um, then they crumble under that pressure. If things don't go so well, um, they, they have a have a problem. Come, uh, I don't know, dealing with that. 
And this actually is, is the case because may, maybe some some of that uh, is because of the fact that they um, and I actually talked about that a few mi- a few months ago when they when they when they had the, these uh, series against Astralis. Um, they have the they don't really are that that prepare heavy. Let's say let's, let's call it like that. Or else they wouldn't have played uh, Dust Two against Big Clan uh, in this best of one, where they, where Big Clan has actually come out afterwards and said, "Yeah, I think they haven't really done their homework properly because they wouldn't have played us uh, on Dust Two if they had." So, um, it's not, but it's not only that prepare uh, heaviness; it's also the strat heaviness, and they aren't really a team that is that is that is playing like that. In, in contrast to Astralis, for example. Or to uh, to big clan, of course, as well, or to liquid, maybe um, as well. Um, don't really have you don't really see that from face clan, and of course, when something doesn't go the way you want it to go, um, then you are I don't know if you, if you don't have fundamentals to fall back on. Um, in the case of yeah, we we will do this strat and we will just call out this uh, I don't know this uh, setup and. We go like this, and we do it do it like that. I don't know. Uh, in that case, which which actually would it, would would be that uh, for for every map, I I feel like if Astralis doesn't, if a team like Astralis, I just I don't want to name call Astralis here, but if a team like Astralis, I don't know, they don't hit their shots and they have problems getting to the game, they can al- they can always be like, okay, uh, we do strat number fifteen, and then everyone knows what to do. And they do that, and they and it works, and they get around, and they can build confidence like that. When you're a face, when you're a team like Face Clan, who doesn't really have these have, have this big of a strat book in that case, you don't you don't have that. You don't have that luxury. You have to hit your shots, and if, if you don't hit your shots, you get frustrated. If you can't get back into the game because you don't hit your shots, which is the the of course the one of the only um, one of the only ways for you to get back into the game, and it doesn't work. And you get more frustrated, you get more tilted in that case, maybe even, and you don't really have anything to fall back on. Then you have a problem, and then you you have you have situations where a team like Face Clan finds find themselves in more often than not. And then for them, it's actually it actually helps them to change things up, to get a fresh grip on everything. If you if you are zero and two in the major stage, uh, yeah, in the in the new legend stage. You are one game away from elimination, and you are frustrated because things don't work as planned. You need something fresh. You need something that um, that is a new that gives everyone new motivation. Because if you are if you are trying the the same old stuff, which of course has its merits or has had its merits when it worked, that's that's actually something that many people praise Kerrigan for. Is that they do, he as an in-game leader doesn't really um, give too strict of a concept to the players that he has, to the star players that he has, and he actually gives them freedom to do them to this to their own own things. And if if things go well, if players hit their shots, if everything works as intended, then it's one of the best things you can have. Obviously, because if you don't strat that heavy, if you are not that strat heavy, people can't really scout you, and if you are just relying on Hitting the shots better than the other team does, especially when you're on the T side, uh, this works wonders. If this is the this is the only condition for you winning or losing that there is, if you hit the shots better than the other team does, and if 
you do that then, where's the problem? Where's the harm? There's no harm done. But if it doesn't, then, and you have actually seen that in the community as well, you get called out on it. And there were actually many people that said, oh, Kerrigan's T-Rounds are horrible. Um, he can't really do anything about them. He doesn't really... Uh, he's 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 a fraud i don't know uh these these knee-jerk reactions that they are um is as they are in any sport um you get that criticism and then but you it's it's legitimate so it's it's not really like they can't fight anything about this you can only say that if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but there's a higher uh or a lower a lower bottom for the team if it doesn't work then it doesn't work and they don't really have anything to fall back on and now if you change if you change things then people get new motivation you have a player like nico who has in-game leading experience who hasn't really been the best in-game leader there ever there ever was uh, in all sports but he has like i said the in-game leading experience he um is, is a vocal is a vocal player who can actually um get the team on 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 the same page um, if that makes sense, and he actually commands the respect um, as as a player that he is, that people, that players who would actually then, is it, if the team comes around and says, okay, we need something, we need to change something up, and Nico says, may, maybe Nico says it, maybe another one says it, that now Nico, let's go, you go, the, you you be the game leader now, um, you you lead us through the through these uh, next matches, and then everyone um, falls back, uh, falls behind, that gets behind that then things like that can actually work wonders because there's a, there's a, there's something fresh like i said and the face actually seems to thrive under changes because when they played chrome and when they played exist um instead of all of meister because of the time off that he took um they actually haven't haven't regressed they weren't worse they were actually sometimes even better um, especially when you argue now with now because with chrome um, they were better than they were than they are now with all of my stuff. Uh, they they were until like three days ago, I, th- I guess, or four days ago. Um, yeah, this is something that is actually quite interesting, especially going forward, because now they changed uh, to Nico and as in-game leader. Nico said, yeah, maybe for this tournament, maybe even for New York. Afterwards, I don't really think that I would take this role to myself. And then afterwards, he would just go back to being a regular player, the the regular player that Nico can be, um, which is an extraordinary player, of course. Um, but now this is, uh, I think it's interesting, and I actually read that interview yesterday, or yeah, it came out yesterday, or uh, on Sunday, as I'm recording this on Monday, that was yesterday, but now it's Tuesday, so when you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, so I, I, list, I read it two days ago, um, was the fact that he said, what, what I actually find interesting about this is that he said, Maybe even for New York, and many people are of course arguing now. There was a tweet by Kerrigan. I think the time has come, um, and I, many people th- uh, thought that this meant that his time was up at Faceland, and they would maybe want to replace him um, after the tournament. And I actually dismissed that for myself um, because I don't really think that the team would do that um, that quickly. I don't think that they would replace Kerrigan. I think the the team. And the organization values Kerrigan a lot, um, and I wouldn't really think that he w- they would replace him that quickly. But now that Nico said that he would actually want to do it for New York as well, then afterwards he would go back. Actually, makes me think about the fact that okay, maybe why then why would why would this take another tournament? This would only take a, a bit longer, 
if they would want to replace Kerrigan actually with an Ingham leader and they would need time to find an Ingham leader that would actually then replace Kerrigan. Um, this is all speculation, of course. I don't really have anything in, from the inside. I don't think many people do. And if they would, they wouldn't really talk about that. But um, this, would, this actually made me think about it and made me think of the fact that, okay, if he, wants, he would want to return after, after uh, ESL won New York, then why, why would he actually do that? Why would he actually have to want to wait until after the, the tournament? So if he would actually want to wait afterwards and then put Kerrigan back into the Ingham meeting position, why not early and why not later? So, um, yeah, this is actually the, 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 the thought process that went, uh, went to that for me. Um, maybe re uh, or um, closing this chapter for phase now in this podcast um, for this episode is um, now that they will have to, pl have to uh, play against Astralis uh, in the next stage. And I would actually find that interesting because um, this is actually now um, the perfect underdog position for them. The, the the thing that I argued and many people argued um, suit them more than what they are, have been under in the last few, I don't know, months or weeks um, when they, or actually the last year, and most of the time when they were the, when they were the clear favorite, they had bigger problems than when they weren't the clear favorite. And uh, this, is, this is now a position where they, where they find themselves in the best of three against Astralis. Um, then afterwards, they would probably face Team, Liqu uh, Team Liquid um, so, yeah, this is actually the, the do-or-die moment for them where they, they have the backs against the wall. No one really predicts them to win, uh, to go further, to win, actually, I don't know, win the series against Astralis. Um, and, of course, going further than even less people would, would agree with you if you said that they would go all the way. Um, yeah, but I, I think that this is actually the most interesting thing for face in that case because like i said this is the, this, these are the situations where they where they actually maybe are able to get rid of all of that pressure that they put themselves on because now they're playing with house money if no one no one really expects you to go further then you're like i said playing with house money that's not really um there's not really uh yeah you don't really have too much pressure on yourself and you can actually play with a free mind in, in some sense. Of course, maybe not totally, because of course the players would want, would if they went out in the, to, in the top eight, they would maybe be, um, yeah, not really that happy with, with their own performance in that case, but um, from all other points of uh, expectations, um, they don't really have any, any pressure on them. I don't think they, they should have any pressure on them if you look at the, at the expectations that um, people have on them now. So this could maybe um, help them in the next, I don't know, next week then if they uh, start playing in the in the playoff stage. And yeah, we will have to see how this how this progresses. And I, and I actually find that quite interesting to see how they um, how they move on from that. And um, yeah, especially the situation with Kerrigan, of course, and Nico is an Ingham leader and maybe there's a new Ingham leader coming and there are a lot of uh, options that they have. Of course, a team with the financial situation that Faceland has always has a good situation to, uh, or in a good a good position to actually then get someone uh, get someone to play for them. Um, almost all of the players that are in the scene right now that aren't playing with Astralis or maybe MIBR um, would be in a position to, uh, or of course maybe even Navi. 
um, would be in a position to to make the change if they would want to. So, um, yeah, will be interesting to see. Like I said, and uh, I will actually keep my tabs on that um, because it it, it it interests me quite. It interests me even more than than some of some of the things that go on in the stream, um, in the scene. Because I don't know, I don't know why actually, but uh, I think that uh, I will keep my keep my tabs on that uh, even more than even more so than on the other stories that are going on uh, in the scene right now. The next topic that I would actually want to hit on quickly is uh, the fact that Big Clan, uh, the German organization Berlin International Gaming, made it through. Uh, to the playoff stage as well, and they're playing Navi now, which uh, will be a very interesting, uh, in my opinion, very interesting uh, uh, matchup between God B and Zeus. And um, I think that we can all be quite happy about about that. Um, these two legendary game leaders uh, facing off against each other, and um, they will both be. I, I think they will both be ready for each other, and I think that this is going to be a great series. Um, Big has actually alluded to the fact that uh, they've actually done so in the main qualifier already that they have something up their sleeves. Um, this could also be, uh, I don't know, smoke and mirrors, but um, I- I'm quite interested. For, I, for one, I'm quite interested to see uh, how this how this uh, match is going to go on. But um, yeah, maybe to maybe about the fact what they have done until now. Um, and like I said, they have also gone through the main qualifier stage. They actually had to play the best of three there, so they went three and two uh, in that stage. Uh, played against uh, interesting teams like, of course, Vega Squadron. They lost against them. They lost against Complexity. I actually talked about that last week, so I won't really go into that quite too deep. But like I also mentioned before, they won against Face Clan um, on Dust Two, and they are actually favoring Dust Two quite uh, quite heavily. And I think that uh, most of the people in the scene, or not as not to say. Everyone except Faceland knew that, so um, they weren't really able to play uh, those two again um, in the course of uh, the the tournament um, until now, of course. Um, yeah, in the best of one, it's easy to to uh, to to get rid of this map, obviously, and the teams um, that have played against them, which are Tailu, Complexity, and Hellraisers, have done so. Um, they haven't really given. Um, big dust two again, which makes sense for all the teams because they aren't really uh, aren't really teams that are except Hellraisers of course. Hellraisers is a team that uh, that is also quite good on dust two, but even they have banned it against big, uh, so they weren't really able to uh, weren't ready to play it against them. Um, yeah, and but uh, like I said, big clan has has actually impressed me quite uh, even more than they have in the main qualifier stage. And last week I've actually been quite. A little bit dismissive of them, if I if I'm brutally honest, because uh, yeah, they had they had an easy way uh, through the tournament. They played against Gambit, like I said, Renegades. Um, These are easy matchups for a team that is supposed to be um, in the New Legend stage. So this wasn't really um, a problem for me. Uh, or it was quite easy um, to see that. And against Optic, they played well. Um, they made it maybe a bit too easy for them as well. Um, but like I said, now they've actually uh, convinced me. And um, yeah, you have Smuya, of course, who's the highest rated player of the of the tournament until now, um, with one point five four rating, um, which is quite far ahead of Electronic and Simple, who are following next in line. Obviously, um, they these these two these two are quite magnificent. But let's let's stick with uh, with Big Clan here. 
Um, like I said, Smuya uh, is the breakout player of the tournament. Uh, no one really... He actually said that himself, that uh, he felt like people were dismissive of him, said he was an onliner, um, he wasn't really going to show up on the on the big stage, uh, offline, um, stuff like that. But he's proven them wrong until now. Um, most definitely, he's played um, very well in these four maps that they have played um, throughout the whole four maps. I don't really uh, have, a, have a map in mind where he hasn't been at least good um if not it's not it's not to say he's been uh yeah the best player on the map i think for each map uh for big clan i'm actually cl clicking through here um there's one where against tyloon next has has a little bit of a better rating but other than that smuya has been the the most dominating dominating player on the on the map for big clan and um like i said it's going to be an interesting matchup now against navi and if they were if they were able to to beat them um, because of I don't know God B shenanigans or big clan shenanigans I don't know um, then they have actually quite uh, quite an interesting road to the finals because the next uh, opponent the next opponent would be the winner of Complexity versus MIBR and this is definitely better than than the winner of Astralis Face for example so um, of course big versus MIBR in that case I think that MIBR will beat Complexity. Because of the uh, things that I alluded to in the beginning, um, them being a good best of one team, but uh, not really having proven that they are a good best of three team uh, in that case. Uh, yeah, but if they were to face MIBR, then in that uh, semi-final best of three, if things would go this uh, things would go this way, then this would this would going this would be a very interesting best of three as well, and I. I'm looking forward. Biggest maybe my dark horse for this remaining eight, um, if I'm being honest, because of, obviously because of the seeding um, and uh, the way that the, the the bracket is set up. But yeah, um, let's just look at the match against Navi uh, first, and then maybe draw conclusions from that. And I'm for one, I'm going to be interested in to see seeing how they will be performing. Uh, versus Navi on, I guess Wednesday. Am I am I right in saying this? Or I, I guess maybe Tuesday, uh, Thursday. No, let me just quickly look that up. No, it's Thursday. I'm uh, I'm not right with Wednesday. It's Thursday. They're going to be playing against them in the first match, actually. So yeah, we will have to stay tuned for that. The next team that I would want to talk about is Made in Brazil. Um, I've actually talked about them now in the big uh, segment for, I guess, a few seconds. And I would actually want to talk about their performance now in the New Legends stage. And especially against uh, about their match against NIP. Because if you follow uh, CS Chronicle on Instagram, um, you would actually have seen that um, I've been actually quite dismissive of them when, it went to, when they went into the NIP series. And not necessarily because of the fact that they lost 16-0 against MIBR, uh, against Astralis, obviously, not against themselves. Um, but because I didn't really expect them to show the... I don't know. I, I actually expected them to, to lose the veto in that case. And um, I... I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to read uh, the the short paragraph from the post. You can actually check that out if you want to, like I said on uh, on Instagram. Um, I, I, I wrote that, in my opinion, it is crazy that the odd makers virtually all favor MIBR versus Snip, game, uh, with Snip going to 
this best of three. I think this Swede should be the favorite going into this matchup, although I would favor the Brazilians on cage, which then actually happened. I would give the edge to NIP on both Overpass slash Train and Mirage, making it a serious win for the Ninjas. And um, yeah, I didn't expect them to uh, pick Mirage as their first map, which they then in the end did. And they won on that, so it makes sense that they did that. But um, the analysts also said that uh, on the desk that they would have expected them to pick Overpass uh, in the first rotation. They didn't do that. Then MIBR got rid of it, and the last the side map was then Train, which I would actually have uh, had them edge it out as well, um, which they then in the end didn't do, obviously. But um, yeah, that's that's why I had NIP as a favorite going into that matchup, and in the end I was wrong on that. Um, the odd makers were right. I guess it's it's their job to be right, so it makes sense for them to be uh, yeah to be to be right when I'm not. Um, that's how they make their money, but I did I didn't bet on that game because I got burned from from the face game, so I learned my lesson. Um, yeah, but uh, now going to the gameplay maybe a bit. So uh, MIBR they played r really well. Um, they I think that uh, that it's it's it it you can see that from their play that um, adding Yanko or. Maybe not only adding Yanko, of course, but this is now the, the tangible thing from the outside for us that can make sense of all of this. Um, they improved they improved a lot by, by, by making that change. And um, yeah, they... I don't know how to express this. I think that you can, you can see that there's a bit more confidence in their play, especially with Fallen. I think that Fallen, um, he had a great performance, especially in the beginning of the New Legend stage. Um, where he, he he was that bad fallen again, and he he made sure that uh, that no one would uh, would peek him uh, because they these people that did that knew that he would uh, that they would get burned. Um, they performed very well against the G two. They did a very good job against most sports. Um, of course, they had a great I think it was CT side um, against Tai Lu, but afterwards uh, they. Yeah, got smashed uh, on Inferno then by Tailu on their CT side. Um, they didn't really have any any answers. Uh, MBR didn't have any answers um, on their own T side. But other than that, and of course the 16-0 against Astralis, but um, like I said, against G2, against Mouse Sports, and then of course against uh, Ninjas in Pyjamas as well, because this was a quite competitive series nonetheless, although in the end it was uh, MBR who won, won that series. Um, uh, NIP got a, um, got a crazy comeback um, on no, it was it was MIBR got the crazy comeback right um, on on cage. Um, it was quite interesting to see that that they, that, that they were able to do that um, to yeah to to do that and to come back from that and to then maybe make sure um, that they that they secured their own map pick. Um, like I said, uh, they did. I, I was impressed by that by that performance, uh, GSP style. And, um, yeah, I think it's interesting that they are now facing complexity because, um, in my opinion, this is the easiest, the easiest uh, team of the, of the whole bunch in the best, in the best of, uh, now in the playoff stage and the, in the eight best teams, um, a round of, round of eight, that's what it's actually called, quarterfinal stage. And, um, yeah, I actually alluded to that twice now already in this podcast, um, that I think that complexity, um, will have to prove to me or. They don't have to prove to me, prove anything to me, but um, 
I, I'm, I'm not really convinced um, that they will be able to translate their performances into the best of three. And I think that MLBR got, got lucky in that case. Um, if they had lost against Australis uh, in that, uh, with that margin, then they maybe would have had, an, had a different opponent. Um, or most definitely had a, had a different opponent if they, if they won against Australis. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, going forward, I think that uh, they have, like as, like I already mentioned with Big, they had a, had had the luck of, luck of the draw maybe then now, um, because the next game will then be against the winner of MI, uh, Big and Navi, and um, yeah, I will be looking forward to how they will be um, how they will be performing. Like I said, I think that um, they will be moving on to the semifinal, and I I think to be honest, then this will be the end of it because. Although I talked talked up big before in the in the in the segment before, I think that Navi will take it, and I think that Navi will make it to the finals. Um, they will not miss out on the great opportunity that they have now with this seeding. But um, even the top po- top four performance uh, in that major is a huge step up from where they were just a few uh, just a few months ago. So um, great, nonetheless. Even even if they would would went, would go out against complexity now. Um, in the top eight, this before the tournament, I think a top eight performance would have been would have been would have been fine for them. Um, maybe maybe I'm understating their their ambitions, but uh, I think that coming back into the scene from that um, from the from the from the uh, problems that they had before the player break, and I don't know in the last year or so, in the last few months, uh, most definitely, um, then they they should be happy with that performance. And I think um, making it to legend to the playoff stages. Uh, is the most important f- thing for them, and they did that, and I think that they can be proud of proud of that. And like I said, maybe or like I said now, my, in my own personal opinion, um, I think they can go even further, and they will go even further. So um, it's a great great tournament performance, nonetheless. Uh, which way it goes, it doesn't matter. But like I said, great turn, tournament performance for them already. So now, because I feel like. Um, the time frame of this podcast is uh, going to explode. Um, I will just quickly uh, mention a few other teams that I would, would want to talk about um, in this podcast, in this episode, because of the, the performances that they had in the last week. And I will start with Hellraisers. Quite, this is actually uh, done quite quickly. Um, they obviously made it, as, made it as well to the playoff stage. They are now facing Liquid. And then afterwards, if they were to win against Liquid, they would face the winner against, uh, of Astralis against FaZe. Um, yeah, which is quite unlucky for them uh, in that case. Uh, drawing didn't really, uh, yeah, um, would, it wasn't really too good for them. Um, this this uh, seeding and drawing and stuff, um, they, yeah, it would be would be huge surprise if they were to move on from that uh, against Liquid now and even further then. Um, but still, um, going into the playoff stage, I think is. Is deserved. Um, they did very well, especially Issa um, and Voxic, obviously. But Issa, in uh, especially Issa, is is a player that I wanna wanna highlight here. Um, he's actually come out afterwards and said that this is a dream come true for him. He has he's always been dreaming about going to the playoff stage uh, of a major. Um, this has always been his ma- his main goal, and his, uh, he's worked hard to to move on uh, to that stage and. Um, congratulations, I guess, are in order. I don't really suppose he would listen to this to these words, but um, still, I think that they played really well for their um, for their position in the scene. Um, Angel had a, has, has 
has led um, these teams, uh, these players to to a great performance, um, and also the role players like Bondic and um, and uh, the whole team in 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 uh, in, uh, in combination did very well. Um, they, like I said, did a good job um, playing against Fnatic, beating Fnatic. Then, of course. Um, yeah, beating Tai Lu is also a feat that not really many teams would have been able to to accomplish in that in that case in the in the way that they did it. Um, tai Lu was not no pushover either. So, like I said, they did did a good job. Um, went went uh, into many overtimes, had uh, great struggles into in in this series and also in the in the play play uh, playing stage or the the main qualifier stage, um, however you want to call it. And I think, although although that this will be the end for them, I think that this is um, they did a good job in uh, in moving on the way that they did and um, being able to beat Fnatic in the best of three uh, under that under the bright lights of the major um, and thereby yeah and I will actually talk about Fnatic in a minute thereby making history um, is a great feat and uh, they can be proud of themselves and uh, yeah like I said they can be proud of themselves and they did a good job. Now, as promised, I'm moving on to Fnatic, and um, they obviously haven't been able to move on from uh, the group stage because they lost against Hellraisers uh, in this best of three to decide who will move on to the playoffs. And I think that Fnatic had a quite interesting way through all of this uh, New Legends stage stuff because at the beginning of the first match, match they lost against Complexity, uh, and they got stomped by Complexity um, because they didn't respect their Inferno pick. Um, which was similar to the to the um, to the fact that FaZe didn't respect uh, Biggs, thus two pick. Like I said, similar fashion in that case. Um, yeah, they got burned by it, and then uh, there was this this whole Dragon co controversy. Uh, con control the controversy statements by uh, taken by Dragon, which uh, stood up a fire in the in the community because um, before the game against Windstrike, he actually came out and said that um, I think. Yeah, he would he would eat a shoe if they would if they were to lose against Windstrike, um, which would have been uh, yeah quite uh, embarrassing, and they, I think he would have been deserving of eating a shoe in that case. But of course they didn't because Windstrike didn't really belong into the tournament. Um, like I already said, I guess half an hour ago, um, from a competitive standpoint at least, um, they didn't didn't really um, belong into that in, into that um, tournament. And uh, after after the uh, after the game, uh, Jack was interviewed by Pala, I think, and he actually doubled down on it and said, "Yeah, they are a bad team. They don't really deserve to be here, and uh, they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't be here because they are not uh, competitive enough. Blah blah blah. Like like I just said before, and everyone lost their minds because um, because I don't really know why. Uh, to be honest, because this is nothing nothing too controversial in my in my opinion because. Um, yeah, it's a fact. Windstri under competitive circumstances, Windstrike wouldn't even be there. Of course, they deserved it. They might might deserve it because they went into the quarterfinal of the E-League Major. And I actually talked about, like, like I said, half, a, half an hour ago, um, that this this could make them deserving of being there in some case or another, depending on what you want to promote or what you, what you want to... Uh, um, yeah... Uh, reward in that case, but um, they they were there, and of course they competitively they didn't really have anything. They didn't belong really, didn't really belong there. They went out uh, zero and three, 
um, which deservedly so. But um, then afterwards on on uh, on Twitter, uh, Jacken actually doubled down again, um, then said he would qualify through the CIS minor ten of ten times. Um, yeah, which is hilarious if you haven't really qualified for any major in your career. Um, I actually don't mind the trash talking, to be honest. I actually think it's good for the scene, and I think it's it's much needed because um, not only for me, but I think for many many other people um, who watch the games, um, it, it made me interested in watching it. Um, he said that uh, he said he would go through the CIS minor ten of ten times. A few people were were upset with him because of that. Of course, he got many Kyrillic uh, tweets. Um, back at him as as is tradition and as it should be because th this this riles people up i think that the the i don't really have the viewer numbers in front of me and i um wouldn't i don't really bother to look them up but for me personally i think that this would this has actually made it more interesting for me to watch the game against vega squadron afterwards because like i said they they drew against vega squadron vega squadron is a cis team and it made me more interested in in watching the game and i think that this is um, something that's quite natural and I think that this is missing in the scene because people want more excitement people want actually more um, more drama maybe um, which is uh, I don't know which is maybe in, in the newer times can be called the Conor McGregor um, Conor McGregor syndrome or Conor McGregor phenomenon or something like that um, this has always been the case Muhammad Ali um, Floyd Mayweather I don't know uh, why is WWE so popular? Why have I watched WWE as a child more often than I than anything else uh, in that in that time frame for I don't know, eleven to thirteen or fourteen, or maybe even earlier? Um, this is the the the, the like uh, Triple G um, would as I actually said it a lot a big drama show, and I I think that this is this is good for the scene, and I think that um, of course. There, there are a lot of camps on this, right? Uh, I, many people are purists, obviously, um, are only watching because of the of the pure skill of the game and of the players and of some similar stuff like that. And many people are watching because of the story. And uh, many people are obviously watching because of rivalries. And I think that the time where um, everyone hated Fnatic just a few years ago because Fnatic has been a dominant team in the, um, in the scene and they uh, have riled up many, many fan bases, many people, and... Um, yeah, many. I don't know. Yeah, uh, opponent uh, opposing players as well. Um, it's it's more interesting to watch something like this because they you get invested more into it. And I think that um, I think that this I think that everyone has has got their um, has got their fair share of. Uh, I, I think everyone everyone has has now the the thing has received something that they have deserved. Right. Um, the the fans have got more excitement. Of course, Draken has got a lot of hate, uh, which he don't, I don't think he has a big problem with because he is aware of the fact that some the things that he said could be construed against him, especially when he lost. Um, then I lost against Navi, and everyone was like, "Ha ha!" Uh, they showed it. Uh, they showed you, um, and uh, of course, he got backlash from that, which is understandable, which makes sense, which you have to have to take uh, take under consideration, and. Um, yeah, this this will always happen. I think these uh, players got their redemption. Then um, now we have more excitement, and um, if if you get that hate, this is actually then the part of 
I, I don't also maybe just one more thing about this. Many people are now um, having a problem with the fact that Dragon gets, I don't know, hate tweets or um, many people are saying, ah, Dragon, um, you suck, man. Why are you saying something like this? You are bad as well, blah, blah, blah. And many people are giving him shit for it. And then there are people that are complaining about people giving him shit for it. And they are totally missing the point because if you want to do something like this and if you want to be a player like this and you want to rile up the crowds, uh, make make a bit of drama for the scene and for the players and for the games and for the, for the tournaments and stuff, then, of course, you, you are also counting on people hating you. I think that um, th this goes maybe back to, to Floyd Mayweather then again because... Uh, if you want to see him win or if you want to see him lose, he wants you to tune in. And obviously, when Draken plays and 50,000 50, or 10,000 people, 10,000 more people tune in than would have done otherwise, doesn't really do anything to his bank account. But in general, this, this of course, um, generates more buzz. And obviously, at least 50% of this buzz, if not even more, and I, I would actually bet on it being more, um, of the bus then is generated by negativity negativity in the in the in the case that these uh, fans from the cis regions are pissed off about this because they are obviously then then mad that they uh, that a player like draken um has insulted them in that way uh for them in the, in, in their eyes and then they will will obviously tune in or generate social media comments and i don't know clicks stuff like that just for the fact that they hate him and they want him to see want to see him lose and this makes perfect sense and i think that he actually then uh, he this actually makes also sense for him and he actually understands what he's doing in in that case and if he doesn't then it's his problem because uh, i don't think that but i don't think um, that he would have uh, made these comments if he w wasn't aware of the fact that he would get a lot of hate for it um, more hate than than praise obviously and uh, some people, sometimes you need a villain, and I think that Draken has uh, given, has has opened himself up to be the villain, and I think that he should be commanded for that instead of uh, being hated for that by people that are neutral, like me now, because I'm not from the CIS region, obviously, and I don't really have any stake in that from that point of view. But I appreciate the the tr the, the fact that he tried to to maybe uh, give it a bit more flair and a bit more drama. Um, and um, I actually liked it for that for that fact. But I guess to close this out, um, it would make sense to talk about the fact that Fnatic is now has now big problems because, well, I actually started this this segment uh, by stating that they haven't made it to to the playoffs against Hellraisers, which. Yeah, Hellraiser's played well, and like I said, Issa is, uh, played, is playing in an incredible tournament, and he's doing really, really well. Um, and the whole team is obviously, but yeah, for Fnatic, this is also obviously has a bit of takes takes away with a bit of problems. And um, there was actually a tweet by uh, DK who said, "Yeah, uh, something isn't right with the team," which has been quite vague. Vague, and I think that everyone who watched the the, the team play. Um, understands that, and a dragon actually answered answered to him and said no, no crap. So no, obviously, obviously there's a um, there's a there's a problem within the team. Something isn't right. That it's quite obvious, I think. And um, from the social media reactions that you saw from the other players, um, Crims, for example, who um, was just laughing in one tweet, 
and the other player or Crimson actually wrote um it's it's bad to play with negativity vibes um after the game against Navi and I you can't really be sure of what he means by that of obviously but um yeah I think that the team there's there's a huge problem within the team um within the player uh setup I think that the changes that they have made have not been beneficial and I think that um I said that as soon as these uh, changes have taken place, and I think many people said that that they lost even lost out on the trade uh, with NIP with uh, in effect uh, trading Lecro versus Draken, and um, yeah, it uh, doesn't really seem to work for Fnatic. They actually had the, had the, won these tournaments with Golden just just a few months ago, six or seven months ago, and they had, they had this great period with Golden and Lecro. They did really really well, and then there were personal issues that had. Um, Surfaced and they couldn't really, uh, didn't really want to continue with both Lecro and Golden, and now they seem to stand in front of these same problems. So, going, looking into the future now for this team, I think that there needs to be some sort of I don't know whitewash or um, I hope I'm, I'm not a native English speaker, so I hope that whitewash is the word that I'm word that I'm actually wanting to use here. Um, it's uh, no it actually isn't no it can be also um it's something like um yeah you, you need to completely uh, get a clean slate uh, of that um of the of the whole organization team i don't know uh setup that they that they're running right now because the way that they are playing right now it doesn't work um the, the community actually is also talking about the fact that crimson now maybe should look for a new team because he's the only one really performing well and he is, but I don't think that uh, now looking at the at the fanatic lineup uh, themselves, um, this of course doesn't fix anything for them. So um, might be the case that Crims is going to be looking for a new team. And um, <clears throat> like I said, the 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 things that there's there's going to be a there's there has to be a bigger problem than that because um, like I said, they they kick golden and lecro um, because of attitude reasons and stuff. That uh, interpersonal relationships, uh, I don't know, things like that. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. The which these these pickups may may have also been all these 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 uh, these switches. Or the, the let me let me say it another way. Um, the fact that they had to get rid of Golden and Lecro um, for one reason or another might have been necessary, but. Yeah, <clears throat> if you have if you have JW as an as an Orpa who then doesn't want to be an Orpa anymore, of course it makes sense, and then they, that they want to would want to get an Orpa, but um, is Draken the right person for that job? Um, is exist a good in, good enough in-game leader to to lead the players into the into the spheres that they want would want to themselves to see want to see themselves in? And now then talking about the negativity vibes that Crimson actually talked about. Um, are these negativity vibes a problem of the of the existing lineup, or maybe Flusher or JW or any of the other players that um, that um, might have also been a reason for the interpersonal problems that they had with Golden and Lecro? Um, you don't really know from the outside, of course, but um, there are deeper roots, deeper rooted problems um, that that can't be solved by I don't know just getting rid of one player and replacing with another. Um, Especially in the in the Swedish scene, there's going to be something 
that uh, this, this is going to be something that needs to be addressed. And um, yeah, we will have to see, wait and see uh, how how this uh, develops. But now that they aren't in the um, in the new legend stage, that they are going to go through the through the main qualifier stage. Um, yeah, fact of the matter is that they um, that they are going to going to need to make changes because uh, Star started or uh, a legendary organization like Fnatic um, shouldn't be at the place that they are right now. So um, yeah, I will guess that they will definitely change something up obviously they will have to um but i don't i have no real idea how this is going to going to look but um i think that the the uh, interpersonal character um stuff is going to be more important to, for them to fix than than any uh, roster change could could actually um benefit them like i said now, after I went on a huge tangent about Fnatic, um, I will actually talk about three more teams, and um, I will try to do it quite quickly. And I will try to do this in one um, one segment. So I hope there are not going to be any bongos uh, after this after this uh, this segment. And I will actually go into the um, end of this uh, this podcast. But now I will just try to quickly do that. Um, I will talk about NIP uh, Ninjas in Pyjamas. Of course, um, they are eliminated. From the tournament, they went uh, two and three. They lost against MLBR, like I already mentioned before. Um, yeah, in the uh, with the best of three in the in the in the final <clears throat> uh, final best of three of the of the of the of the group stage actually. And um, like I already mentioned before, on um, I actually wanted, I actually thought they would win, although they were the underdogs. Um, I think that I like what I saw from them. They did a good job. Um, yeah, in the last five days, or in, the, in, the, in these five days of the group stage, um, they yeah won against the, the teams that they had to win against. They actually won against Mouse Sports as well um, in the first uh, match, which is actually a team that they wouldn't have had to beat, in my opinion, but they did anyway. Um, <clears throat> like I said, they played then against um, against Liquid and against Navi, which are uh, incredibly tough teams to play against, which then in turn actually then would send me back to seeding uh, and uh, and format stuff, which I have uh, talked about, uh, I guess, an hour ago now. And um, yeah, then they then won against Vega Squadron and then they had MIBR, of course, which then can go either way um, with a little bit more luck, I guess. Um, they, yeah, would have had a different seeding and then they would have made it through to the playoffs um, if... It wouldn't have been Navi that they had to had to face in while being one and one. Um, like I said, they would have maybe found found themselves in a different situation. But yeah, in the end, no one no one would cry uh, would cry after that. Um, they will only stand that they didn't make it. But I think they can have held their hey they can hold their head high um, because they did a good job. Like I said. Um, uh, in competing, they did a good job through the um, the main qualifier stage. They are no, they are no not, they are now not obligated to play the minor. They will have a, have a safe spot at the main qualifier uh, again, um, next major and at IM Katowice. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, did a good job. Uh, can ha- hold their head heads high and um, can move on from that in stride. So. Um, it's it's still a good tournament performance for them, uh, nonetheless. Although they didn't make it to the playoffs, um, which 
might be a, a weak a weak consolidation for them, but um, nevertheless, it is it is the case. Um, yeah, next team is uh, G two. Uh, the French players are not also not a part of the playoff stage, and they uh, yeah um, lost against Face in the in the in the final best of three. Um, made it through to the to the last day, but then uh, of course lost against Face. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say. They they won against Cloud9. They um, lost against MRBR and they were dominated by MRBR. You can actually say that. Um, they won against Hellraisers in overtime. They lost against Complexity. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about this, but the fact that many people are now um, calling for uh, switch up in 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 roster in roster changes and uh, Smith has no place in being in that team and. Existence is not getting a leader we wanted them to have, and they should actually make changes. And Apex and MBK are still on the under G two payroll, and they should um, make use of them. And I don't really argue against that necessarily, but um, I I don't know if you should actually give up on that project that quickly. I was actually quite. Um, this was actually one of the first episodes of this podcast where I said that I don't really think that the NBK experience is going to work and. Yeah, I guess I was right about that. But um, and I, so I, what I actually want to say, I don't want to brag here. Ah, I was right, but uh, I actually want to say that I can, I can actually understand people that are um, quite critical of this experiment that that, that is now taking place with Smith and Existence um, and Body in the team. Of course, Kenyas and Shocks are not really, uh, I guess, are untouchable um, because they are the by far best players in the team and on the French scene as well in total. Um, but yeah, I don't know if 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 it's time to pull the plug here on them. Could be, obviously. Um, maybe if if you are in the inner workings or if you are um, looking at the team in, under a microscope um, in a different way than I am, then maybe okay. Maybe if, if that is that is uh, something that you would advocate for, and I can understand that, um, and I can I can definitely understand the frustration um, that these. Uh, yeah, these the things that that happens um, can cause in uh, French fans, especially. But I don't know. Um, there's so much talent in the French scene, and it's there's always going to be if you have five players, there's always going to be a player, um, especially because of politics and uh, interpersonal relationships, um, where you where you sit there from the outside and you think, oh, why are they why aren't they playing together? Why is there no um, scream in that lineup, or even in the consider, uh, consideration of that lineup. Why, um, yeah, why are Apex and NBK now on the bench? And why aren't they replacing one of the one of the players that um, doesn't necessarily uh, isn't necessarily better than them? A player like Smith, like maybe even a player like Body, um, could uh, very well be replaced um, by a player like NBK or, a- or Apex, especially because of the fact that they are even part of the organization already. But yeah, you will always have problems uh, with these uh, interpersonal relationships, especially in a, in, a, in the French scene. I guess these are more prevalent than in other other scenes. Yeah, this can be argued, but I guess um, the French scene is quite quite uh, notorious for that. But I don't know how, how this is going to go on. I don't really have an idea how this should go on. I think that um, chemistry should be more important than skill in one aspect or another i think that if you have 
if you find yourself in a situation where you have your star players uh, wanting to play with players that can hang but are not necessarily the best players in the world, which which I would actually think or say about Smith, uh, for example, because he is not he he can hold his own weight more some of the time, maybe not most of the time, but some of the time he can hold his own weight. It's not like he's a complete failure on every map, on every in every series, in every in, in every match. Um, he, maybe a player like NBK or Apex, uh, players like NBK or Apex would actually be better than him, but. If they destroy the chemistry, then you have a problem. Then you have that problem, and if then this drags down your your best performing players by having to play with a player who is then actually better than the player that he was replacing, but he's actually making the other players worse for one reason or another. You can sometimes you can't even explain things like this. Then you have to cut this player out, and you have to stick with the player that the other players are more comfort, comfortable with, um, because yeah. Especially in a team game like this, you have um, the you have the situation that you need these players to get along. Um, some and this, this is this is actually you know a whole other. This can be a whole other discussion for another topic, but um, I would actually cut this short here because I actually promised you guys that uh, I would I would try to cut this short um, and I will maybe write an article about this because I think this is quite interesting or um, uh, Instagram post I don't know maybe next week. Uh, or maybe in, in in a week where we will, we won't have that much action, but I think that we won't won't really have these weeks uh, in the upcoming weeks. So I'll see what I I can do. If if you are actually interested in in um, in me pontificating about this chemistry issue and um, uh, I don't know team team uh, composition and stuff like that, then this then you can actually uh, send me a DM or. Tweet at me. I don't know uh, anything like that. So it would be would be highly appreciated if you wanna wanna hear me about this, hear me talk about this, or hear me or read uh, an article about this. I could actually uh, go in depth about about it there. I guess even a bit better than um, I could do in audio form in the next weeks or so. Um, but yeah, I would actually cut that short now. And the last team that I want to talk about, um, and I will now uh, get this in in this uh, in this segment as well. Is Mouse Sports? Um, they are now. They went 0 and 3 in the tournament, so now they are obligated to go through the minor system, which is a heartbreaker for them and for any fan of them, because when you look at the teams that they had to face, uh, they are NIP, they are MIBR, and they are Face, which, yeah, they could have had more luck in that case, especially going 0 and 2. Being on the cusp of elimination, having teams like Cloud9, Windstrike, FaZe, and Mouse Sports in that category, and then you get FaZe. That's rough. There's uh, this whole seeding conversation again. Um, yeah, if you, Mouse versus NIP, I guess as an opener is fair. I think that's okay. It's still not ideal, but it's okay. Um, you can you can have that. You can lose that. It's okay as well, especially when you look at the forms of the two teams um, in comparison. Then you have them against MIBR being 0 and 0 and 1. Okay, it's unlucky, uh, definitely <laughs> more than unlucky, I guess, because this shouldn't happen um, when you see it like that. But many good teams lost their first match, so uh, there's not really anything you can do about that. But then. Of course, when you have Cloud9 and Windstrike, you could have faced, then you face Faceland. 
that should happen. But th this is also the problem uh, with this, right? Right? To maybe this is a good finish of the of this episode, um, the good finish to this episode. That yeah, this now gets a team like Mouse Sports who would probably under usual seeding format stuff circumstances would still although they haven't played well and they definitely haven't played well but under usual normal circumstances they would have not lost their at least their main qualifier spot they would have been able to win um one of the Sw of the swiss rounds right but because of the fact that this um, now the seeding has been like it has been you have a team that has now the problem of uh, yeah being eliminated having to go through the minor uh, system and you, you, we saw from from uh, NIP how tough uh, the system can be so yeah you're you're playing with these teams uh, legacies or with these teams salaries with the, with the players careers um which then actually then makes a bigger case for proper seeding and of course of course in the end you can say yeah of if the, if they lost then they don't deserve it but and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily argue with that, but if you have teams like I don't know, like I said, Windstrike, you have Cloud9, you have Vega Squadron, you have Tai Lu, um, you have Fnatic, and I would actually argue that they would have beaten would have probably beaten all of these teams. Maybe not Fnatic, maybe Fnatic is a bit of a stretch. But if they or, or even G two, they would have good, had a good good chance against G two. They would have yeah. I guess they, if they were, if they were a bit more lucky um, with the draw, obviously, then they wouldn't have been in the situation. I think they weren't. They weren't this, the the. Of course, Windstrike was the worst team, right? In the 16, uh, in the New Legend stage, Windstrike obviously was the worst team. But I don't think that Mouse Sports was second to worst team in that play, uh, in that main, uh, New Legend stage. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I, we we won't. Uh, we won't. Probably would we'll, we'll never know. Or what? What am I? What am I saying? We will never know if this, this is the case or not. But I would argue that there's a good, really good point made for the fact that they aren't the worst team, um, or aren't the second to worst team in that case. But like I said, they lost. They have to deal with that reality now, and they will be able to deal with that reality now. And yeah, this uh, actually then concludes the face major talk for this episode. We will obviously talk about it next episode next week. Um, but yeah, for now, this is everything about the, the face it major. And I think it was a lot. So I'm not really sure how many minutes um, this podcast is going to entail. But I think uh, we, we talked about everything that is, that is needed to be talked about. And with that, we arrived at the end of this week's episode. Um, I've actually now... Uh, we'll have to link a few more links than just the Instagram accounts of uh, of Cisco Chronicle and um, my my actually my Instagram account or my Twitter. And there will be an, uh, a few more links. Um, yeah, but you know um, that you can find these links in the show notes of this episode. Um, you, you, as always, as in all the episodes that I've actually done until now. Um, if you have any questions, suggestions, or other remarks, you can always let me know on social media. I, I've been actually. Um, now in the last few minutes, been thinking about about it myself, which is the the best way to to get to me. I think that all of the way uh, through all of the ways, I will be able to um, see that, and I will be able to to respond to you. But um, the best way, I think, is the uh, CSGO Chronicle Instagram account. 
um, where where I will um, be able to to look through um, almost on a regular basis or yeah almost on a daily basis that's what I actually want to say but on a regular basis um, we'll definitely have an eye on that um, yeah like I said you can actually get to me through there um, yeah if you want to voice your opinion about this podcast you can always uh, give a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this right now I think most of the people that are listening to this podcast are listening to via Spotify so um, I don't really know this is how this is how much of a noob I am when it comes to this. I don't really I don't even really know if you can can rate uh, the the uh, podcast on Spotify. I don't actually think you can do that. Um, maybe you will do be able to do that in the future. But um, yeah, a rating on I don't know the, the 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 service of your choice would be appreciated if there's a rating to be given there. If you um, want to give me your opinion about this podcast in another way um, and you can't really give a rating, then Definitely hit me up with a DM. I would love to to listen or to to read a few of your um, of your takes on a few of your opinions and uh, maybe something you like, something you don't like. Um, I would definitely appreciate that. Like I said, any questions are also um, also uh, I would also love to answer some questions that you ha- might have. Um, but um, yeah, any kind of feedback is highly appreciated, as you know. Um, and finally, I would uh, want to thank you very much for listening to this long podcast of mine for this weekend um, uh, for this week and I will catch you guys next week see ya